Local legends on Dave Max Drive. Cork's Red FM. Not one but two local legends, both of whom were born in the States, uh, but have uh, more core connections than I do, barring the fact that we've all lived here for quite some time. Gents, John Borganovo, UCC History, Jerry White, uh, a proud local historian. <laughs> uh, I've read both your books, uh, The Battle for Cork John and The Burning of Cork, Jerry. Jerry, you are the curator of a new exhibition that we're going to encourage people to check out in St. Peter's on North Main Street, uh, with John having written the book about what was a huge event in Cork's history. Uh, I'll start with you, Jerry. How how helpful was John's book in putting this together? Absolutely. Well, the, the exhibition is called The Battle for Cork Through the Lens of W.D. Hogan, who was a very famous photographer of the time. But we were trying to wonder what to put together, and it sort of follows on naturally from an exhibition in there called The Changing of the Guard, which tells the story of the takeover or the handover of Victoria Barracks. So, like I said, it was a natural progression to look at the Battle for Cork. And when we, when we started off, my first port of call as curator was obviously John's excellent book of the same name, The Battle for Cork, that gave a very detailed account of what was a very major chapter in Ireland's Civil War. When I bought the book, I'd never heard of the Battle for Cork, and many haven't. This was an amphibious landing by the National Army, led by Emmett Dalton. Uh, so, I mean, oh God, it's, where do you start the, the train of a John? Huh? Well, it's it's like there was a it's as you said, it was a major event. The numbers are are, are impressive. Like the Free State landed about eight hundred folks uh, down at Passage West. There were at least three, four, maybe five hundred IRA guys who went down to the suburbs and they fought it out for a couple of days. And there was artillery and armored cars and guys coming off of ships and soldiers and coming them on nurses. And uh, a lot of people in the city center thought the whole city was going to get torched and you had crowds and Jerry what do you call it the the, the second burning of Cork that's right the second burning of Cork <laughs> that's what they figured as the IRA decided obviously as the, the National Army advanced in the city they decided to adopt a scorched earth policy and burn all the facilities that would be some of use to their opponents and that I suppose a major one to go would have been Victoria Barracks and all the police barracks their own headquarters was in Union Key Barracks so on the night of the 10th of August large plumes of smoke arose from the city for the second time in the space of, of a couple of years really. Uh, and meantime Rochestown Hill there was like a gunfights breaking out. Oh, gun, there was there was there as I said there were a few hundred soldiers on each side shooting it out. Uh, about fifteen what's what's the death count? About fifteen sixteen. Yeah. Uh and probably about another forty or fifty wounded possibly. We don't really know of the, the extent the extent of the, the, the casualties. But the big thing also is um just how well documented this was. The, there were newspaper reports. It was showing up in the New York Times. It was kind of a small-scale global story. Uh, and the, the National Army also brought this, as Jer said, this famous photographer who's working for the Irish Independent newspaper who documented a lot of it. And the, the images are really amazing. You know, kids in bare feet carrying, looting the, the, the barracks. Uh, you know, so, wounded soldiers being carried onto ships. Uh, big crowds down in the city center. Uh, you know, being handed rifles, and and it's just really, it's it kind of brings out that the the kind of this human drama that was that was here in August 1922, 100 years ago. And that's there for you to see in a new exhibition running through to the start of December in St. Peter's on North Main Street. The IRA left the city. They went back down into West Cork a couple of weeks later. General Michael Collins took a tour around that way and he never came back through Belnablaw. As we know, the Battle for Cork exhibition in St. Peter's. Myself, uh, John and Jerry headed down the back to record up a Cork History Matters podcast that I look forward to telling you when it's out. In fact, I'll have it out for you later this week. For more Red FM podcasts, Podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.